Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. We have been to hell. No, not literally. Last night it was NWA Salwin's pay-per-view. They sent us to hell. They sent us back again. And we both survived it. When I say we being we, because those of you listening on Spotify, you won't be able to see my illustrious co-host, but you'll be able to hear her right now. Fiona Lockwood, good. It's still afternoon, right? Or is it evening now? How would you do it? Uh, it's technically still afternoon. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just It's been long days watching the, this show. Which I've watched another show as well. Went to a show last night. You've been busy over the weekend at shows too. So it's... Yeah. It's catch up time before I put my turnbuckle out of office on. For a week. <laughs> rub uh, it in, don't you? <laughs> yeah, rub it in, definitely. So you'll be seeing some pictures as well, just to make it worse for you, uh, as this week happens anyway. But last night or this morning, depending on where you watch the show, uh, NWA presented its most violent and extreme pay per view um, in, of the year. And I think they delivered on that fee. <clears throat> I think they did for the most part, yeah. There were some surprises, but I think for the most part it was pretty full on. I must say, loved the venue. It was a really oh, it was fabulous, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. If, and you it was didn't, cool. if you didn't see it last night, it was basically almost like a theatre sense. It was almost like an amphitheatre with the wrestling on the ground, and then they had a couple of tables ringside and a couple of seats ringside, and then tiered seating all the way back, and it looked really full. I don't know how many tickets they'd sell. They'd sold. I had heard on the grapevine that it was about seven eight hundred, um, before the doors opened last night. But I thought it looked great. Um, the tiered seating, the amphitheater style seating is fabulous. I I personally like working shows with that kind of seating because you feel like the crowd are on top of you, and the yeah. noise just travels down to you when you're in the ring. Um, so yeah, the venue was smashing. Really, really good. It was good. It was good to see. It was good to see a lot of, you know, a lot of rowdy people in there as well. They made a hell of a lot of noise throughout the show. And let's get on to it. We'll cover off the pre-show quickly, pretty quickly because it was a 15-match card. So it was a well, 14 match. It was 14 matches. We'll get into that why that was as we roll on. Um, the pre-show match, we uh the first one was Brandon Day defeated uh Mar- Man Bun Jesus. I, I was he, like, man, bon Jesus, what name was that? And then I saw him and I went, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he won his match. Uh, Clearwater and a country gentleman uh, did beat Zion and the Outrunners, uh, mm-hmm. although Mr. Kazana Senior got a nasty little shiner, if you've seen it on Twitter. I saw that on social media today. He has a beautiful smashed nose. Was I don't know if it's like the bridge of his nose. It's like, like here as well, wasn't it? It's Absolute well. belter he's got. Yeah. And he would say it's not over between uh-uh. and the country gentleman and clear will pick up the victory in that one uh two bits of major news from it was we have a new number one's contender for the women's we world we do we do lovely samantha star correct and that was a great uh four-way match it was it was really good brilliant four-way match to, to go there and lastly a title change on the pre <laughs> the title change the, the immortals defeated daisy kill and talos for the nwa United States tag team champion. So that's changed twice in two pay-per-views now. So it has. I am delighted with this result, though. Uh, it's a long time coming for Kratos and Orenson. Um, absolutely. I am. I'm really pleased with that title change. Um, I've probably said it before. I don't, I just don't get the Daisy Kills Talos <laughs> thing. Like, they've not, I don't want to say bond, I've not bonded with them, but I just, I just don't get it. They're just, they don't do it for me. So to see new champs with the US Tag Team Championships, I'm, I'm very happy with that one. Uh, me too. I'm, I'm happy to see and We'll see how that rolls on when power begins. Again, they are taping this weekend and in the middle, so taping this weekend and then on the 18th, I think it was something along those lines. Uh, back in Nashville, is it, for the first Nashville, lot? Nashville next weekend. And then Sarasota, Florida after on the 18th. So if you haven't got tickets over in the States, go do it. Go do it because it shaped up to be good. Anyway, pay-per-view. First things first, welcome back to commentary. Tim Storm was back with Joe and Danny Dills. And they were brilliant all night. I think the three of them together are great. Obviously, you've got um some kind of doing colour, and then you've got kind of heel colour with Danny. Um, lots of little disagreements and niggles the whole way night. Um, I thought the, the three of them bounced off each other absolutely spectacular last night so kudos to the the comms team they did a brilliant job so well done all three of them 
Yeah, they were fantastic. I loved them three. They were great. And as you mentioned, Hill Bits, Danny Dills, ripping referees to bits uh, yeah. during some of these matches. We'll get into that. Um, obviously, Father James Mitchell, the, the grand host of the show, kicked us off here. A lot of women with him, a uh, big bottle of Jack Daniels with him, and, and he welcomed us to hell. And funny enough, that switched straight in. So it was a nice opening, by the way. The opening package was really good. If you haven't yeah. already, go and check that out. Um, Ultimate Tag Team War. Now, I didn't know everything about how this works until they... Confidence had a great job running this down, by the way. Yeah, they did. They did. Because I'm not going to lie, I got a little bit confused at one point. <laughs> And yes. you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, probably. Yes, I do know. So, we'll so those, for those of you that don't know, so it was you can either be eliminated by pinfall submission or by thrown over the top rope. Um, and once all of your team have been eliminated, you choose one to go back in, and that person is your final competitor. And if they lose, that's when it happens. And that's the part I missed. Because yes. I was like watching going, how come? And basically at one point, Max is back in the ring having already been eliminated. Yes. And I, that just, I obviously missed that one small nugget of information. And I was really, really confused for about 30 seconds till I figured it out. Yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit of a confusion. When there was a, a Alex Misery, there was Magic Inc., uh, Max the Impaler, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, there was Koa, there was Draper, there was Gags, there was Sal. Mems. Uh, and our good friend Mims. Um, so basically, obviously, if you remember what we said the other day, and thank you, by the way, everyone that's watched our show on YouTube, it was our highest viewing show of the week, was our NWA Power Review, was the was the highest rowing show of the week. And just a side note, we are actually 34 in the official Apple Wrestling podcast charts. We have gone above the likes of Booker T and Co, and we are very close to Corey uh, Graves and Kevin Patrick on WWE's The Bump, who are just above us. So, oh, thank you, everybody. Yes. Much appreciated. Thank you for everyone. And that is on the Apple and Spotify stuff. So, you don't see our beautiful faces, but you hear our beautiful voices. So, sometimes that's not a bad thing. Let's be honest. <laughs> sometimes you're right. It's not. But anyway, we sidetracked on this match, was absolute nuts. Uh, it was <laughs> like it was kind of hard to keep track of i'm not gonna lie my favorite part of the entire match is barker self-eliminating himself self-eliminating <laughs> because he decides to dive over the top rope to knock some folk out out the ring not realizing that that would cause him to to be out the match yes that was I've, funny that's probably my biggest pop for that match to be perfectly honest i with have you. a long list here so initially draper eliminated max which was a big uh -huh. surprise that he at had. the start yeah that was that was very surprising and he eliminated max in quite spectacular fashion as well he did and then he press slammed alex misery over the top yeah. to get to get a second one and then he was eliminated in the end by as you say the barker <laughs> he eliminated him uh cody james eliminated him and then he eliminates himself, as you mentioned, by diving over the top rope uh, onto Koa, funnily enough, and the rest of the gang. Uh, CJ and Celeste went at it. They did. Khalees and CJ had, um, yeah, they, they were looking pretty vicious with each other, to be honest with you, and had it get ripped apart by uh, Koa and, and Magic Jake. Yes, and then speaking of Magic Jake, he eliminates Koa by the DDT. Uh, he is then eliminated himself by Mims. Uh, from, was it the... Was it the What's the strongest slam or something, isn't it? The uh, I can't remember what something strongest it. slam he does. I can't remember what he's called now. It's my notes. Sorry, right. Mims. Sorry, Mims. Yeah, apologies, Mims. I am reading my notes as I do this, and they're literally lines at this point because there's so much <laughs> going on in, in this match. Um, and then Judas eliminated Mims with a roll up, and then and then at that point I went, "How is Max back in?" Yeah, because then Max come in. Oh, yeah, so Judas eliminated by means by roll-up. At that point, Max the Impaler comes back in, and we're like, what's going on here? And she absolutely destroyed him with a lariat. <laughs> yeah, Max is, Max is someone that I would not like to be in the ring with. They are a formidable opponent. <laughs> and at this point, Gags comes in. <laughs> he, he, now, to try and put this away, Max the Impaler is a fridge. And Gags is probably the size of a McDonald's straw. That's the, how I would put it, it, put it into perspective for you guys that are listening, not watching. Um, so he's using keyboards. <laughs> he used the gecko stick. Yeah. And then she, and then there was Danny Dills' ironing board, apparently, if you were. Uh, yeah, Danny said it was his ironing board. So the ironing board was brought out, but um, Max was having none of it. No, and decided to throw gags through the ironing board uh, and uh, picked up the more eliminated gags and then uh, 
then she got the chain and eliminated Sal. So at this point, all of that team were eliminated and they had to choose one person. However, I don't think they got to choose that one person because Gags went in to help Sal or pull Sal out, in effect, choosing himself Self, on back yeah. in. And unfortunately for Gags and Sal, uh, it didn't work. Um, Max the Impaler uh, absolutely destroyed Gags and pinned him again. So give the victory to Father James Mitchell's team and condemn Sal and Gags uh, to James Mitchell's arms forever. Um, we're going to get into something a bit later on because we hadn't finished. And it, it, let's just say controversial moment, uh, uh, probably a bit that's going to divide a lot of opinion later on. Not the opinion of myself and my glamorous co-host. We are very much in, in, in agreement on this. Well, we'll get into that a bit later, which we don't want to. We don't want to ruin. Uh, what's, well, yeah, it kind of ruins the pay per view for us. But it, that segment was left a bad taste. But we'll get into that in a minute. Went to the commentary. They announced hard times, twenty twenty four. No date, no location, but hard times, early twenty twenty four. Yes, I am going to be there, regardless of where it is. I will be there. That is my promise to NWA. I will you, be there. You heard it now. Now, now that means that you could be doing some live interviews for us. You know, you mm, never say never. <laughs> the views going for us, or oh, put the feelers out. And we have put the feelers out to a lot more NWA talent, by the way. And uh, we'll mention one that's come back with a yes. Uh, I can mention it because although the dates are not confirmed, I can mention it, and I'll mention it a bit later on. Um, they then took us to a match that was going to be on the pre-show, but they bumped to the main card. And that was yeah. uh, Loser Leaves NWA Forever match. It was Rolando Freeman was the ref. It was Rush. And Braid, yep, sorry, Rolando oh, Freeman. Uh, and it was Brady Pierce versus Rush Freeman. It was. And that match was coming along really strong. There was a lot of it. He was refereeing it down the middle. At one point, he had to throw, pull himself or pull himself Rolando was brilliant. I'd just yeah. like to say, what was the referee costume all about? The crop top and the shorts? No, and, and you no, still no, want me no, to no, do no. that dance, right? Yeah, I do. But no, not the costume. But Rolando. Yeah, good reference. Just a, a round of applause for Rolando yeah. because I did not expect him to be so straight. Uh, you would never get me in that costume either. <laughs> uh, to, for everyone that hasn't seen it, Rolando wears a, a cropped top style referee outfit. Um, and some nice black shorts. And some nice black shorts, yeah. Uh, hugging black shorts, shall we say. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so at one point he was being fair. Was, he got to a four count when I think it was Rush was had mounted Brady at this point. And he was counting, to, as you normally do as a ref, to get the five count. As he was going to count five, he ended up diving on. Yeah. Uh, Rolando to, to get a uh, rush to get him off um, so that he could not have to DQ it. The match was going on as it was going as a few more near falls. And then he then rush hits uh, Rolando hits the low blow onto break. But, yeah. And when you think this just going to end up being a pin, oh no, no, all of a sudden, who comes out, Fee? Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona, who was originally scheduled to have an open challenge match. Matt comes out. Um, he basically just destroyed, you know, destroys everybody. He came out and killed everybody, pretty and much. And then put Rush onto Brady and then counted the hands down of Rolando to free to pick up the win. So Rush Freeman wins. Brady, unfortunately, now has to leave the NWA. I don't know how, how that's going to work in these circumstances because technically the referee didn't count. It was Cardona counting the hands. Yeah, but it was the referee's hand that slapped the mark. So you've got to look at it that way. A little bit of controversial, but... Just a few bits of controversy. We didn't end there. Cardona then gets... <laughs> the worst thing NWA could have done was given Cardona a microphone. Oh, my God. He was just like... He just... Everybody... Like, he just went for everybody. Absolutely everybody. I've got here that he called Latimer a bitch. He called mm -hmm. Morgan a bald-headed bitch. Mm -hmm. Which is probably not the wisest thing to do. He called a boss, a, 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 called a boss of the owner of the company a bald-headed bitch. I, I take personal resentment to that. <laughs> uh, and I should have worn my top today that said bald is best. But <laughs> save that for another day. Um, so then he awesome said... One, didn't he? It, well, Last he pulled out. Billy Hogan, he called out the man himself and he, well, let's say he didn't back down. Corbin got on the mic as well. Cardona wants to be in the main event. He wants to be a freeway. Corbin was a, had a few words. One of the words was fucking, I think he said at one point. Oh, Sweetie Beasties last night. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, you know, and he asked the crowd. The crowd seemed up for it. The crowd seemed to want it. 
Um, Belly looked pretty angry last night with Cardona, to be fair. Yeah, it didn't look, he wasn't a happy Billy, put it that way. Uh, and then finally he said to the words, Tuba Cardona, go to hell. Uh, in the, Basically saying, no, you're not going to have your match. And at that point, Cardona then tries to go for Billy, backs him into the corner, turns around. Into and out of nowhere. Yes, and comes to a spear in the brick house that is Camille. And then she hits him with a chair, I think, at that point as well. And that brings to end that segment. Um, craziness. It doesn't end there. We'll get to the main event when we get to it. But, wow, Camille showing her stuff, though. And they're not for our man. Yeah. Always, always, always. Indeed. Um, I'm going to say that the next match for me was my absolute favourite from a wrestling perspective. There was another match that I really enjoyed from a craziness perspective. From a wrestling perspective, this was my match. Pillar to post, it was actually false count anywhere. Uh, Kobe Carino versus Joe Alonso. And when they said false count anywhere... They they literally did go everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) They went throughout this fear. I mean, Kobe was doing some insane stuff. He jumped off the Balcony, the the balcony, yeah, Yeah. the mezzanine. He was, he done another one, didn't he? Threw him off the stage at one point, the top of the Mm -hmm. stage, which had some like you know Halloween stuff. He threw him off to off of that. This was always going to be a brutal, brutal match between these two guys. They've been going back and forth on social media, and it got very personal between the two of them. If you've seen any of the promos, if you've seen anything on X or on Instagram, you'll have seen it. It got very personal. And there is no doubt in my mind that Kobe was coming out to absolutely destroy Joe, just as Joe was going to come out to absolutely destroy Kobe, but obviously only one person can win. He did. And he, at one point in that show, there was a bit where uh, Kobe got thrown into the ring post, got some colour, he was bleeding. At the point we mentioned when he dived off of the mezzanine, actually, Joe moved out of the way. and He, no he legged was, it. He was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it was all the security guards that caught it. <laughs> exactly. Um, but he then hit the stroke, what I call the stroke, is Jeff Jarrett's version of the, of the sort of reverse Russian leg sweep on Kobe on the outside. But yeah. the referee was still up on the, the, on the game. He hadn't caught down. I think it was it Scott Wheeler. I think yeah, it was Scott, Scott Wheeler, Wheeler hadn't got down. Hadn't got down in time, obviously fighting his way through the crowd. Yeah. So, so he was late getting the cover. And I think Danny Deals made a point that he should have jumped with Kobe <laughs> down to the ring. Uh, so he only got a two and a three, I say two and three quarters at that point. It was close. Uh, it was very close. Uh, there was, I mean, yeah, he hits the stroke. At one point, he tried to, I think, choked him with something. Then he, finally, he hit a trash can on, on Joe, uh, did Kobe. Then he tried to suffocate him by putting the actual yeah. bag of... That, I was kind of like, oh, I don't like this. Like, no. bag, no, that that was made me a little bit uncomfortable at that point. Yeah, got that was the extreme part. Then he hits the DDT on the floor and picks up the wins. So Kobe retains... Uh, the, the championship and say he was still bloody. He just, I just kept thinking of Steve in in ECW when when I see when I see him get colored. That that is definitely the result I was hoping for for that match, though. Absolutely, oh, without without a doubt, I was uh, definitely that's the result I definitely wanted. Um, you go from the I would say to the sublime to the ridiculous, but it wasn't ridiculous. It was just it 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 was. Just, it's a game that you would play with your... Have you ever played, like... Um, and, and I know for you, you 96 weeks sober now, but or whatever. Is it 96? 96 it is, isn't it? Well, so, congrat- so congratulations for that. But it's kind of like the game that you... When you play drinking bingo is what I would class this as. So this was the Southern Six versus the Headbangers in a, in a rock and roll match. Didn't have a clue what rock and roll meant. What- no, we did. We weren't sure. And even when we spoke to Sylvia last week, we weren't 100% sure how this was how this was going to no, go down no. and what the what the actual rules of this would be. So we found maybe out. not quite what I expected. Mm. We soon found out that it was uh, the rock and roll match basically meant that if you went for a pinfall and you didn't get the one, two, three, you had to drink a shot of whiskey or and they had plenty of anxiety for them. Oh, yeah, they, they had a lot of whiskey. I, I think Kerry was maybe slightly worse for wear uh, on this one. I didn't do a lot for this, have a lot of notes for this, because it just was crazy. There was more pinfalls in this match, and I think there was the rest of the play. I think that was a deliberate thing, let's be honest. The headbangers were probably like, let's just get the drinks in. Yeah, <laughs> and deliberately... <laughs> no, not that I'm saying they were deliberately lifting on the two count, but no. there might have been one or two that I think, yeah, you could have you could have got the three there. 
you could have got the free, but you decided. I think they even drank before they got in the ring. Yeah, they did. They had the bottles before the match <laughs> even started. So, um, and in the end, Kerry Morgan stole the victory. Kerry Morgan with the feet on the rope. Feet on the rope. Mm, there was a couple point? of. I was going to say that was one of these ones. Of, like, how did the ref miss that? But there was a few things last night in various matches that I'm thinking, ref, you really should have. Picked yeah, up the, on that. The, the ref probably got drunk on the smell. <laughs> yeah, good possibility. <laughs> But um, what do we do when Kerry Morgan, Morgan, Morton? Boo Kerry! We boo Kerry. There you go. That's what I was looking for. The ending, though, after that, um, they the, Alex stayed in the ring. He was going to toast with the headbangers, and they hit him with the stage dive. But I think it caught him a little bit. Is if you notice the leg lands flush on the face, yeah. it's holding in his face. I know that he went backstage and they were done an interview. I think for for the uh, X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, and he was fine. But I think he may have copped a bit of a stinger uh, off of that one because the leg Ouch. would definitely land on the face if I saw it. I did see it correctly. I had to rewind it to make sure, but he did definitely caught one in, in the face. But nevertheless, the headbangers got a great response from the crowd. Oh, it was good to see them back. Obviously, a long-time former NWA Tag Team Champs. So yeah. it was it was really good to see them back in the ring again. And their kilts, all in sorts. <laughs> it took me back to the old NW. It took me back to the attitude era for me personally. That's when I saw the headbangers uh, wrestle a lot. Um, the match that well, we were kind of looking. Well, we was looking forward to because it had uh, our good friend uh, uh, Jack's Day uh, was next with a submission match with Bulletproof Truth. There was a, and Chris Sylvia was it? He bought the skull. He did. He did. Me, me. that was what we called it. <laughs> so he brought me to the ring with him. Uh, he had it as well on an interview that he done because I mentioned it on on X, and he he was he responded to that. Um, a lot of big moves early on. In this troop was going into his MMA background. He was doing a lot of takedowns and having a lot of submissions. The commentary made a good point that obviously with troop with his MMA background had a lot more submission expertise than Jax, who just has yeah. the, the and one. That's why. That's why I went. My heart was yeah. saying Jax, but that's why when we redid the the show with Sylvia last mm. week, I really did think that that, that that's why I was going to just because of his expertise. You did, and I did predict. I did say a little spoiler in that. Now, 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 this match is finished. I can say because I did say that Jax would either make him tap or make him pass out, and that's what he did to his version yes. of Camel Clutch. Yeah. Absolutely did. But uh, he did make him, uh, and he did show respect to Tim Storm as well. He, if you noticed, he went down and, and gave him a little, uh, uh, I think it's a fist bump, I think it was. Yeah. Um, uh, but he made Troop pass out to his version of the Cobra Clutch, or the Camel mm. Clutch, whatever you want to call it, uh, which was good. Silvio didn't really get involved too much, really, in this. No, I'm surprised at that. I thought there might have been a little bit more of involvement from him because you just never know with Silvio. But you know that Troop can take care of himself at the end of the day. He said again, he certainly did in this match as well. It was a good match. It, just, it was a very good match. Yeah, it was a good match indeed. I, I did enjoy that one as well for just for the hard hitting nature of that match. It was really, really good. And Jax picks up the win. What happens with Jax as we roll on to the next load of tapings? We'll just have to wait and see. Who knows? Who just knows? keep rolling through the roster, mate. That's right. Just keep steamrolling through. We had our first women's match on the show. This not on the obviously we had it on the pre-show, but this was on the main card now. Uh, pretty empowered versus uh, Markova and Rising. Um, there was no stipulation on this one. No, the women's yes. matches were the only two, I think, that had uh, no stipulation. They yep. were straight up uh, wrestling, wrestling matches, I might as well call them. They were straight up uh, wrestling matches. And this was a really good tag match. Uh, Markova, I think, showed that she's not used to being in a tag on, on this. Mm. There was a couple of occasions where they were sort of, she was getting involved when she was, uh, was not meant to. She's she on the outside. It was bits and pieces where I think there was just a bit of confusion from Markova, although she did uh, thank me on Facebook because I did match say that her outfit looked really good and uh, You haven't seen her Markova <clears throat> came out with a Harley Quinn costume on Sorry, uh, Different version Yeah, Taylor, yeah, Taylor I, I kind of took Taylor more as a kind of Joker type because of her green hair and things like that, so I was seeing that more <clears throat> as a Joker as opposed to Harley Quinn, but they both came out in costume, as did some other people across the night had some Yes, Some Halloween um, costumes, stroke wrestling 
wing gear on. So yeah, it was good. Markova looked sensational last night. Not gonna lie, he, he did. He, he certainly did. Unfortunately, they didn't pick up the victory. There was no Roxy either. She didn't get involved. Eh, no, because we thought she might have come out, particularly yeah. after what we saw on on Power last week. So yeah, no Roxy. That was interesting. no Roxy. But they did. Uh, Carly hit the code. Kylie, uh, one, two, three. I just put it down to an experience of uh, Markova and Rising not being a team. They're new. They're new. They've only recently been together, so I think it's going to take them a little while to gel and kind of get a proper feel and know where the, the other kind of skills lie. Um, whereas you've got um, Ella and Kylie who have been tagging together for quite some time now um, yep. and probably know each, each other inside out and know their moves and their sets inside out. So Exactly. I, yeah, that was the result I was expecting for this match. Yeah, I, I was expecting that as well. Um, and who knows? It might not be the end of Markova and Rising. We'll have to see, uh, as we say. No, I think we'll see more of them. Yeah, more of them as a team. They look good as a team, just inexperienced, going up against experience, and usually experience finds a way to win. And that's exactly what happened in this one. Now, for another match that we didn't know what was going to be. Uh, and I must say, I was slightly disappointed with it because it was they did say burning lake brawl. And you, you obviously your head goes. I just has visions of so much goodness and excitement. I was like, oh. Basically, in NWA terms, it was a street fight. I know. I, I don't make those rules up. It's what we got to. However, the match didn't disappoint. The match was really <laughs> and again, hard hitting. I think Silas may have broke his nose, I think, <laughs> quite early on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got it quite spectacularly. He got it quite It was really good. What I liked about the end of this was there was a point where Adonis tried to put the master lock on and he didn't quite get it on. And there was a point when he tried to get the free ride and then he locked, he then skated the free ride, put the master lock on, and then he got reversed again into the free ride and finally picks up the win. I felt that sequence was absolutely It was really well done. Yeah, it was really good. Really, really good. I thought it was great. A bit surprising that... Um, uh, I felt a bit surprising that Science uh, Mason kept the title. I thought he was going to go on to uh, Adonis. Really? Mm, I felt he, I don't know why. I just had a feeling. That, I know it was his first defence. Yeah. I just felt that it was. Mm, I felt that Adonis had a lot of momentum going into it. I just felt he like, did. He did have a lot of momentum going into it. I, I guess with with Adonis, it's now another one. Kind of what's next for him, really? Mm. What is next? Um, that's the national title. Does he go back to the TV title? Does he go for the heavyweight championship? I, I don't know. Does he does he go and take, take Silas on again and have a rematch? I don't know, really. He's another one. He's been around the NW for a long time. He's super talented. Um, I don't know what's next for Chris, to be honest with you. I hope that. Get him a rematch. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd, I'd quite happily watch the two of them throw each other about again, to be perfectly honest. Indeed. Now, the next match was my favourite match for just absolute insanity. It was nuts. Absolutely nuts. It it was crazy. So I can't do the riddle the way that Violent J does it. I have tried it. It sounds ridiculous, so I'm not going to. That is quite all right. The, the riddle box match. So if you, if you, those of you who didn't see power, the boxy, there was going to be a load of boxes at ringside. They were going to contain items that you can use in this match. It was still a standard, I'd say six-man, but Violent J hardly got involved in it. Yep. Not till the end, anyway. Um, he took out Vampiro with a clothesline and took, kicked his leg out a little bit in the early goings, and then he disappeared for the majority of the match, and we didn't see him until the end. Um, so I've got written down here, there was a slingshot with ping-pong balls. There was, oh, sorry, the match was the, the match was the Brothers of Function and, and uh, versus La Rebellion. And Vampiro, <laughs> totally forgetting who was, totally not scared who was involved. Yeah, versus La Rebellion and Vampiro, and they brought somebody else to ringside. They had, so it was, yeah, they had, oh, I forgot his name, but from oh. the Misfits. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I've got written down here slingshot ping pong balls, rubber, mm -hmm. chicken, rubber chicken, lightsabers, lightsabers, merch. balloons. Yeah, balloons. Balloons. Drum. A drum. We've got pumpkins. rope. There was rope as well. Yeah, pumpkins. There was pumpkins, and then popcorn a popcorn. and popcorn and thumbtacks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then, but I don't know because there was some mist involved, and I don't know if that came from the box. That could have come from the box. There was some mist involved by La Rebellion. They did yeah. spray the uh, the brothers of Funk Junction with with some mist. However. The finish of this was Violet J hitting Vampiro's finisher on him mm -hmm. and, and getting the one to be. I want um, the uh, the Brothers of Function. I want their song on my phone. 
It's cool, isn't it? It's really cool. Make that every Violent day. J made that specially for them. So I need yeah. to find that song. So surely they're going to release it's it. Really, I'm sure it'll be out somewhere. I, I need that. But the brothers it are... was gone. No, I was going to say it was just a really, really fun match. A little bit silly in places. Um, yeah. There was a reasonable amount of wrestling in it. It wasn't... Um, <laughs> there were got some loot If here. you're looking for a technical wrestling tag team match, this is not the match for you. No. Um, there was some good spots in it, but it was just really, really fun. Maybe not as hardcore as I was expecting. True. True. I was at like... I was like, rubber chickens, okay. Um, I was maybe expecting some slightly more hardcore things in the boxes, but then it's clowns. It's so. clowns. That's what I had to get out of my head because I was I was feeling always like, where's it? Where, where was barbed wires or where's Yeah, the- that's see, I was looking, I was looking for something like that. But it was it was a lot of fun to watch. It really was. It was. And as I said, uh Violent J picks up the win uh on Vampiro. So the funk the clowns, the brothers of funk structure go on now. Where do they do they go for the US tag titles? I know they got cost. I think they cost the US tag titles, didn't they? Why? Yeah. So mm. where do they go from? Because that's the third time. Yeah. So I really, I really don't know, but I just like to say, Larry Billion have always been my boys, and they've been my boys for a long time. But the brothers of instruction have totally grown on me. I'm not a clown fan, right? Clowns give me the fear. We've had this conversation. But these guys have grown on me. They really, really have. And I'm like, do you know what? I think the end of what you need them. Yeah, I think so. We'll see what happens. Um, they've been really entertaining to watch. They have. I've loved, I like I've been great. I, I like the clowns. I, I, like, I still like gags. But, however, m- talking about gags, now, now we come to the little bit that I felt mm, about the show that kind of let it down for me personally. I know you, you feel the same. So... They cut back to Father James Mitchell, who was in the crowd, I suppose. Yeah, and, and a bar set up, and they were supposed to be having a... From what Com said, they were supposed to be passing the mic over to him and having a talk, and basically, they're at the table, and there's there's Father James, there's Gags, there's Sal. I don't know who else was there, because I wasn't really paying no, attention. But basically, they're sitting and appearing to do lines of coke off the table. Coke being cocaine for those of you that yeah, sorry. Um, for me, yeah, I understand that Father James has uh an image and debauchery and everything's all part of and the dark side's all part of his character and and who he is. There was kids at that show last night and there was kids watching at home and I think to depict people taking illegal substances was just wrong right I'm just going to flat out see it and you can come for me if you like um I will stand by this it was wrong right I don't agree with it at all and that really I literally I've written and I was just like WTF on my notes like why would you do that I I put it I put it out in a tweet last night and folk were coming back to me saying oh I thought it was hilarious I thought it was hilarious I'm like that's great if I was at the show with my kid in the audience and my kids sitting there going, what are they doing? Like, no, I'm sorry. That's just, for me personally, that's just not okay for a show that kids are able to attend. So, no, I'm I'm not down with that. I'm sorry. Like yeah, I said, I think... come for me all you want, but that's yeah. my opinion and I'm sticking to it. No, I, Disappointed. I yeah, there was limits to what, yeah, there is limits uh, to what you should put portray on television and if they'd come out and were drinking a load of stuff and being a bit scantily clad women kicking about wouldn't have bothered me they're not illegal things they're not something that you can get banged up for um yeah i'm really disappointed with that segment not gonna lie me me too i felt as if it it left a little bit of taste going into the next match and we'll get into that now but yeah we wasn't very keen that that part but anyway the next match was the Women's World Championship match. Uh, Kenzie Pat, was. Ruth, Another no stipulation match. Another one that was just full-on wrestling. And it was just full-on wrestling, actually. It was, a really, it was great. Really, really good match. Um, there was uh, <clears throat> there was so much going on this. I really liked this match, actually. Uh, there was a couple of times when I thought, oh, maybe she hit Ruthie J. Hits, I think it was called Stardust at one point, which is one of her big moves. Mm-hmm. If you go for the cover now, you may get the job done. But she went to the top 
Yeah. Yeah, another move, missed it. And then Kenzie then basically hit, she went for the frog splash, which she missed. And then Kenzie, as she was rebounding off the match, hit the Kenzie car. Uh, and yeah, and it's game up. over, basically. It <laughs> is. Uh, so maybe a little bit of an experience again from Rufy showing there, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she's new to the NWA. I don't know how long she's been wrestling for. Um, Kenzie's ruthless, though. Absolutely ruthless. Yeah. I'd have been very disappointed if Kenzie had lost that belt last night. No, yeah, I would have been very disappointed. I think she's in for a reasonable title run. But fair play to Ruthie. She she put on a, a cracking match and she wore her heart on her sleeve and she went out there and gave it her all. Right, definitely so. She definitely did. And, and uh, congratulations to Kenzie for her second defence because obviously she did yeah. the taping one, I think, of the power tapings after she yep. The, the title from Camille. So second defence, very good. Ruthie J won't be the last we see of her, maybe a rematch no, down the line. Not at all. Um, but we're very, again, a very good women's match, but we we wax lyrical about what they do with their women. Oh, uh, best division on, with bar none. Bar none. Keep more of the same as you roll on to the next like, set of power taping, please, Billy, but less of what we saw before that. It would be lovely. Um, Knights of the Round Table. No, I was so excited for this. So excited. This is another ridiculous, silly, just ah, oh, so good. Ridiculous, but it's nevertheless delivered on what it's so for those of you that don't know, you've got your regulation tables matches, but this you to win this match, you had to put them through a round table, which was situated on the a particular round table, not just any round table, yeah. a particular one. A particular round table which was located on the stage, just below the stage. Yeah. Uh, where the stage was so if you put them through t a normal table when Carl, Carl was brilliant through this by the way they were I mean so it's blunt force trauma not yeah, I just laughing now I just remember Carl going yeah. Carl Kyle going no um, wrong table like yeah um, <laughs> yeah, so Kyle does a good job of keeping everyone right on this one. <laughs> he, he he did. Uh, it was um it was the NWA World Tag Team Championship uh Blunt Force Trauma Knox and Murdoch they had these they were choke slamming through the table. And as you say, Carl's getting the mic set. That was a regulation table. This doesn't count. Match continues. Um, there was a there was another, there was like a big DDT from damage during that. Then Trevor went through the table. There was a spear through a table. I mean, there was tables getting broken left, right, and center in this match, but none of them were the correct table. None of the correct table. Then there was a midget. Eric Smalls, Lord Eric Smalls came out. So Lord. at the start of the match, you have Maid Marion, you have the Wizard, you have two Knights Templars, and you have Eric Small on the stage. And Eric decides to come into the ring um, with his own little table, thinking that that would, be, that would be fine. And looking at Trevor as though he could maybe potentially put Trevor through that small He low-blowed him, didn't he? He did low-blow him, he did. And I think Trevor just went literally, fuck you, mate. Picked him up, bang, through Wall the table. The chokes, <laughs> and just to, make, just to be said before this match started, sorry, uh, Billy did announce that uh, Aaron was banned from the field. He's banned from ringside, yeah. Banned from ringside, sorry. Banned from and ringside. Aaron was away sunning himself and some in the Bahamas Rico, or something like that. Something like that. Uh, was it Puerto Rico? Yeah, yeah okay, Puerto Rico. So. Um, so anyway, that you got a choke slammed, uh, Eric, uh, Lord Eric Smalls through the table. There was a high low through the table as well, and then it went up to the top of the stage where the round table was. And just as it looked like Knox and Murdoch were going to pick up the victory, all of a sudden one of the knights turns around and knocks them both out, and then they get choke slammed through the round table. BST win. The knight takes off his mask, and it's nice. And who is it? Aaron Stevens with the glove because the knight took off his glove and it was a white glove and because the commentators like how have they this night managed to knock out Knox and Murdoch <laughs> that match to be fair that match started and everyone came out and my first reaction was Aaron's in that wizard costume I didn't even think about the knights for whatever reason the knights didn't end and I was like he's under that wizard hat because you couldn't see the face and he had a big long beard and it was like pulled right over I was like that's Aaron and I was the wizard was Aaron. So when the knight comes out and all I was like, what? <laughs> yes, I, I I thought it was the knight at the point when they was up on the top. I thought one of the knights are going to do something, and it turned out it was one of the knights, and it was Aaron Stevens. So he gets away with it because he wasn't ringside. He wasn't at ringside. So a I'm devastated. I just I wanted Trevor 
to Mike to win them so badly, like so so badly. I am heartbroken for them. I am I'm not okay with that result. That's the one result from the night that made me go. Boo like, Aaron Stevens. Boo Aaron Stevens, but not as much as Boo Kenny. There you go. Um, main event time. Um, easy. It was easy for Tom Latimer. Latimer come out with Matt, like the Macho Man. Oh, right. he looked amazing. Having Macho. Camille as Miss Camille. Oh, Miss Camille. so um, good. And Macho Latimer, I called him at this point. Uh, he looked brilliant. He did. I, I think Camille had a few issues up top. The shirt up, uh, the, the dress up at the top. Um, some of these things. There was a bit where EC3 goes for a dive and Camille throws a chair. Absolutely. Absolutely brutal. Catches him a belter. Oh, it was an absolute belter. Just to make this is no limits, no count, and no disqualification. Pinfall had to be inside the ring, though. That was the yeah. only that was the only thing with this one, but it's no limits. Yeah, she threw the chair, it walloped it. At this point, Latimer. Moves away and lets Camille do it. Oh, the t- headset. <laughs> <laughs> and Camille's in the ring with AC3. I felt like he was being like the unhinged version of Macho Man, you know, when like he was just, you know. Yeah, it was just, I was like, where is he? And then you hear him speaking and the pa- camera pans and he's actually got Danny's headset on and he's like talking. Just... I thought it was funny when Danny was like, I'm going to rent auction this on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Danny Dills is like, he's always in for yeah, the... Yeah, going to grab a little bit of that money. And he's going to love a bit of the green dollar. Uh, Danny Dills is your man. Um, yeah, he was a bit... He went off on one then. Um, there was a fight forever chant, which kind of tells you how this match was, was going. The crowd, It was always going to be great. It was always, always going to be good with the two of them in the ring. Indeed. And there was a power driver on the outside of the ring as well. I think on by, on by um, Latimer onto EC3. I'm surprised EC3 wasn't busted open after the chair shot. Yeah. But, but there was some big shots after that. There was a lot going on. And then there was a point of this where EC3 pushes because Camille was behind Latimer at this point in the ring. EC3 pushes uh, Latimer into Camille. And Camille uh, winds up in the corner on the ring post. Camille lines up in the ring post and all of a sudden who would come back out from the show none other than Matt Cardona looking to give her I used to call it the drive-by but it's called the reboot when Cardona does it which is yeah. a kick into the face as yeah. he goes to do it Latimer covers her takes the kick himself and then he I think this is the is it the overman or the override he hits or something like that I can't remember what it's called he hits that one two three the match ends you see three retains he faces off with Cardona, so I think maybe that direction they could be going, or potentially a triple threat they could be going for hard times, perhaps. There, then uh, Latimer and, and EC3 go at it for a bit, whilst EC3 just sits on his throne. <laughs> and that's how. Yeah, it. so a little bit of little bit of Cardona and Latimer. I yeah, not again, not the result I wanted. I don't dislike EC3, but. I just feel like Tom has worked so hard and deserves deserves to have that it, belt. Is the point being proven here, though, what EC3 was saying? Yeah, he chose his wife over the championship. Well, he did. Quite clearly, he did. Mm. Obviously, obviously, Cardona was lining up the, the headshot to Camille. I think, mm. potentially, if Tom hadn't done that, then, then he may well be standing victorious as champ today. Um, but he did go and protect his wife, which buys into the whole narrative that EC3 has been saying the whole time, that EC3 chose wrestling, Tom chose women, basically, yeah. and his wife. Exactly that, and that wraps up Hunt's uh, heart, the end of the sound, but it, it totally delivered in everything it was going to say, the most violent pay-per-view that NWA have done, absolutely agree with that. Um, I thought it was a really good pay-per-view overall. Yeah. Um, in terms of the hosting by James Mitchell, I kind of expected a bit more from him. Really, yeah. they didn't see a lot. So I don't feel like Father James really got to got to showcase himself. And, mm-hmm. and maybe I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of him in between the matches and just a little bit more of his chat because I think at one point he came out and he was just like, we're drinking, I've got nothing else to say sort of thing, just got on with the show sort of thing. Yeah. I'm a little bit disappointed with that. Um, If we take the whole drug incident out, 
um, it was a great show. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was thoroughly, thoroughly entertaining. There was lots of silliness. There was lots of violence. There was lots of incredible wrestling. Um, yeah. And I think everyone smashed it out of the park. Absolutely agree. What was really enjoyable. Yeah, what a great way for NW Day to end their last pay-per-view of the year before they move into hard times. As you've already mentioned, they are going to be taping on the 4th and the 18th of November, the next season of Power. When does that come on YouTube? I don't know, but they did mention Power on Tuesday. Yeah, Power would be on on Tuesday, so um, I'm not sure what's going to air this. Maybe it's the best of or something. It might be. I know that in, in the past they've done recaps of pay-per-views, so there yeah. might be a little recap. Of, of the action from, from last night on Tuesday. Um, yes. I guess we'll just need to wait and see. We'll wait and see. Um, but I can tell you that we will soon be having another NWA guest on the show. Uh, uh, we I spoke to him. Uh, we were gonna we're gonna tie it back up. Um, I'll probably I'll probably message him when I'm <clears throat> when I'm in Madrid just to see if we can firm up a date. But it's none You're of going it. to Madrid. Yeah, I haven't told you, have I? I'm going to Madrid. Oh, yeah. right. uh, haven't, haven't mentioned it at all, have I? Um, but it's none other than one of the voices of NWA, Joe Galley, will be joining us on the show at uh, some point. We're just tying updates with him. Um, so we, we'll be welcoming Joe with open arms uh, very, very shortly on the show. We can't wait to have him on. And perhaps let me see if I can get Carl on as well, because I've got to try. Kyle, we'll see if we can get Kyle on. We've had Danny on. Really on the least, Tim. Tim, if you're watching, please come and join us. Yeah, Tim, we'd love you to come and have a chat. We've had you about, we've had your pal Jacks on, so you know, let's uh, let's try and get you on as well to to round that off. And listen, even Boo Kerry Morton, if even if you are man enough to join us from the seven six, come and have a go. But one of the interesting things was actually that I did forgot to mention during the show was uh, he Ricky Morton come out with Lama, not Lama. Billy and not the Southern Six Junior Tag yeah. showing the importance of the title, which is I put that down. I literally glanced at my nose. Oh, crap, I forgot to mention it. Showing that that match was more important. The match was a title match, given the importance of the yeah. championship. He didn't really get involved, in it, but he did come out. So yeah. there we go. Um, whilst we're rounding up, Fee, what have you got on? Um, what have I got on other than this beautiful NWA hoodie from? NWA shop. No, I had a brilliant night on Friday and um, we had maximum impact with Premier British Wrestling. We had somewhere in the region of four to five hundred in for that, which was Absolutely. great. It was a really, really good show. And this weekend I am back with Premier British Wrestling on Friday the 4th of November um, at Shots, or maybe it's Saturday, no, sorry, it's Saturday the 4th of November um, at Shots. So we have a show there. So that's all I've got this weekend coming up. So not too hectic for me, which is good. Not and then obviously we spoke about it before. I have some Pro Wrestling Scotland coming up, some more PVW coming up um, in November. And then December, we have British Championship Wrestling, No Blood, No Sympathy. Inside the ropes, one night only with Scotty Too Hottie in Glasgow. And then three nights with The Godfather in London, or Glasgow, London, uh, Manchester and London on the 10th, 11th and 12th of December. So itrtix.com for those tickets. There you go. I got a big, big shout out to the guys at RCWA in Raynham yesterday. Myself and my lovely other half, Rachel, went along. Rachel being the Instagram picture taker of, of the uh, group, uh, went along. Uh, we were guests of the show. We went with our good pal CJ Carter from his night wrestling. So he invited us to down with him. Great night of action. That was uh, treated to by a coffin match with Warren Banks and Kelly Six. Kelly Six, who good luck, actually. He's just on... He went for the TNA gut check today. However, I do know that the winner of the gut check of the show that has just happened over in Coventry, because Andy, our guy, uh, our, our host, Andy, we were given media tickets to go today. Obviously, due to my impending holiday, I didn't take him up on that offer. So Andy took a friend. But we do know that Harley Hudson has won the TNA gut check over in Coventry. Nice. She was on our show on Friday night up in Scotland. So oh, I'm delighted for her. That's amazing. That's really right, nice. So congratulations to Harley Hudson. Congratulations to everybody who won. Big congratulations also to Leon Slater, who not, who got signed by TNA uh, Impact Wrestling. Anyway, if you want to call it, you're going to call it TNA. But, um, yeah. He's phenomenal. His match with Frankie Kazarian at Impact on Thursday was incredible. I am beyond delighted for that boy. Honestly, I'm so happy for him. 
Congratulations, really? Leon. Much Congratulations. love. Congratulations. 19 years old. Uh, has got a long-term deal with uh, uh, Impact Wrestling. So Andy is currently still there uh, watching uh, Impact in Coventry. Uh, we was at RCWA last night. Next week, we are uh, uh, Rev Pro. In, in London, uh, 229, funny enough, the, the venue that we were talking about. The week after that, it, we're in our spiritual home back at Shenley Road with Big Night in Boreham Wood uh, for their curtain call to 22 tickets remain. Um, Smashing Mike defends his title. First defense against Chris Woodway. The card will will run through a card on another day. CJ Carl will be coming on the the uh, GM of Ignite in a couple of weeks' time to run through the card with me. So we'll, we'll go through the card on a different show. We're, we're going to Shropshire Wrestling Alliance on the 25th of November. I think on the next day, myself and Andy are going to Progress Wrestling at Camden in Electric Forum to see Warren Banks' retirement match against Gene Money. He's trainer, his best friend. I believe Ricky Knight Jr. might be there as well as Ishii. I think uh, Ishii might be there. I uh, can't quite remember everything off the top of my head. Right, we've got, and we're going to defense, going to events all through December as well. But we'll, we'll mention that on another show. Fiona, it looks like we may be having a little break from apart from the guests that we may be coming on from from Power. Obviously, next week is a is a break for you anyway from from the show because as you as you mentioned, I haven't told you, but I'm going to Madrid. Um, so. He doesn't trust me to do it myself. <laughs> More than happy for you to do a, 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 a NWA one if you want. You just send me the video. It's all good. <laughs> I will upload that myself. I don't trust that. myself to do it technically. <laughs> so I had to get my son to set this up today. So yeah. There you go. So <laughs> it's been great talking NWA stuff with you over the next uh, over the last five, six weeks that we've done it. We will look forward to doing that again. Again, big thank you to everyone that's either listened or watched uh, our shows. 35 in the UK. I mean, we we are up there with the big WWE official podcasts and stuff like that. So we can't thank you enough. We went up 87 places. It tells you where we were to where we where we were. So we went up really big, but we may drop back down there again. But who knows? Who knows? Keep watching, keep listening, share it, like, subscribe, all of that jazz. We really, really do truly, truly appreciate it. We certainly do, and we can bring you more guests if you do that as well, because we'll get guests given to us as well as if we can get more people involved in. More companies will take notice and they'll give us some more guests, some big name guests to come on uh, in, in the future as well. So big thanks to everyone for doing that. Fee, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I'm going to go and pack, as I haven't packed yet. Uh, but everybody... Hey, holiday that you're going on apparently that yeah, we didn't talk about. That nobody knew about, yeah. No, I haven't told anyone. But guys, this has been the NWA Sowin uh, Review Show. I was your host, Adam Cousins. She has been the remarkable, the lovely, the amazing Miss Fiona Lockeran. Until next time, everybody, buckle down, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.